All right, guys, that was We Die Young, the Alice in Chains cover done by our guest this week, Kyle Baltus of uh, 36 Crazy Fizz. Man, how you doing, Kyle? Doing good, brother. How are you? Man, I'm just living the dream, but uh, here lately, it looks like you've been living the dream, all the all the photos you've been posting. Yeah, man. It was a, it was a good month up there. Yeah, you spent some time up in Alaska, and uh, man, every, every every picture you posted was of a fish. I mean, you're not a big dude to begin with, but the fish you were posting were ginormous fish, like twice your size. It was crazy. Uh, yeah, man, it was a it was a good season this year. The kings were running hot for sure. So, what do you do with those fish? Do you uh, are you are you like a get in there and like you know clean them up and fry them up, or are you just like a catch and release release guy? Uh, well, if you can tag them, I mean, if you're, you know, if you're legal to do it, you want to eat them. It's good meat. So we bring them home and fillet them up and then package them and send them home to Portland. So we have them later. Were you up in Alaska doing uh, 36 Crazy Fist stuff? Or were you just up in Alaska kind of doing a vacation? What were you doing up there? Uh, we had uh, two shows and then uh, we shot a video and then we were just up there for vacation. Me and Holt went up there for uh, a little over a month. It's a nice vacation. Yeah, it was well needed. <laughs> well, we just came out of your cover of uh, "We Die Young." Tell me, tell me a little bit about uh, recording that. Um, it was just uh, actually it was the one we wanted to do um, when we did Renegades a while back, and uh, we just didn't end up doing it for whatever reason then. And so when we were doing all the stuff for Lanterns, um, we decided to do it now and did it and liked the way it came out. So I didn't even know it was on that metal hammer thing. Actually, I just like came across it on YouTube. I text Brock and I was like, did this get leaked or what dude? And he's like, Oh no, man, it's on that metal hammer thing. I was like, Oh, okay. Didn't even, (laughs) I didn't know that was happening. Is Kyle not in the, uh, in the email chain of, uh, you know, things getting finalized or do you just kind of show up and, and things happen when they happen? Yeah, I'm kind of that guy. (laughs) <laughs> Allison Chains, I mean, I think, you know, it's almost been two years now since I think you're on the podcast. So, you know, looking back on it, I mean, I think we talked about kind of the Seattle scene kind of kind of moving into the Portland area. Um, was We Die Young something that you guys all wanted to do collectively kind of as, a, as an ode to the uh, Seattle scene? Um, I don't exactly remember how it came about. I just, I know Brock had always wanted to do it or Holt, one of them too. I can't remember. But <laughs> yeah, I don't really know why we chose that song or anything like that. We just it sounded fun, and Brock could—he's uh, got that range in his voice that it would be like really cool for that song with the creepiness and stuff like that. So we tried it, and it came out awesome. We were proud of it, so we were like, "Hey, let's uh, do something with it." So with Brock's voice and one of the most. Uh... I guess iconic voices in music. I mean, you know, that's Brock. That's nobody else. Um, it seems like on the new stuff on the, on the new song, at least death eater, uh, he changed his voice up a little bit. Is that something like, uh, that you noticed too, or is that, or is that just me kind of looking at at the wrong way? Um, no, I don't think you're looking at it the wrong way. There's no wrong way of looking at something really. If you, you know, if you got an opinion, that's fine, you know, but, um, and that, that was just like a general kind of statement. I'm, I'm a little, uh, you know, weed's legal here, so I'm <laughs> a little. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, uh, no, man. He was. Um, he was. The thing about Death Eater that was really weird is that was the last song that we uh, recorded. Like that was the last one that I tracked because it was it scared the shit out of me to think about trying to play it. 
and uh and then like to sing it um we had uh some other melodies that were going on before it actually ended up the way it was and we we basically all hated it <laughs> like it was really not working and um we took like a I don't know, like a couple hour break and then came back to it and Brock started doing this completely different like style and screaming on certain parts that he was singing over and shit. And so that's when we got real pumped up about it. And then, um, yeah, man, it was just, you know, that was like a really collective effort vocally for like all of us really, because me and Holt and Brock were all like throwing ideas and around and seeing what would work well and what wouldn't and stuff like that. So that almost didn't even make the record, but after we finished it, we were like, oh, fuck, yeah, that's the opener. So is this your second album with the band? Yeah. Okay. So at this point, are you still trying to stay true to to the original 36 Crazy Fist sound, or are you kind of branching out and, and like, this is a little bit more you on this album? Uh, I would have to say there's probably a lot more. There's a lot more me, really. I mean, like, honestly, I felt, I think we got into, like, the the zone of like, since we've been together, since I've been in the band longer now and we've done a record and a touring cycle together and stuff, we just learned that much more about how we play together. So me and Holt worked a lot more like together on this one than time and trauma necessarily. And there was a lot more input on like the arrangement and um, just like certain like beats that I would put in or spice up or dumb down that like I didn't really say in time and drama because i was still trying to feel my way through like my place in the band being the new guy you know mm -hmm. so with this one i definitely feel like i stepped it up a notch like i really pushed myself to just really go for it on this one so i'm super proud of it are you kind of feeling like more of a member now or are you still kind of uh kind of still feeling like the, like the new guy i never really felt like the new guy to be honest with you it was just kind of one of those things um it was almost like I didn't want to disrespect Thomas in a weird way, you know, yeah. like, cause he's, you know, he's just like my dude. So on this one, it was kind of like he, you know, I don't know. I just kind of felt like I'm going for it. And so I just went balls deep and really worked my ass off to come up with the stuff that I did. So I hope that people dig it. Is, is Tom, I know you and Thomas are close or you were close at one point. I mean, is Thomas still kind of in the picture? Is he, you know, are you like, still letting him check stuff out or is this like, or is he just completely out of the band and kind of waits to hear the new stuff along with the rest of us? Oh no, 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 no. He's totally still a part of everything. When we were dead one stuff, we, you know, we'll send in shit or we just saw him in Alaska. You know, he came out to the show and hung out with us and yeah, man, he's uh he's still very much a part of it. Playing shows. Not as far as like, okay. I mean, like as far as like the writing and stuff goes, like, I mean, none of that kind of stuff, but like right. when we finish a song or whatever, we'll like send it to him, checks it out, and he'll be like, yeah, that's awesome, or that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but he never like hit you up and be like, man, I actually would have played it this way or anything, or is he just kind of, is he, is he no, more, no, you know, would he never do that? No, as far, I, I would be, I think it would be cool if he did, but um, he's always told me like, even on Time and Trauma, he was like, do you, like all I want to hear is you play like Kyle. That's all I want to hear. So I don't think he would tell me to change anything. So when the band goes back and plays shows in Alaska, are they, are they, are they like heralded as like hometown heroes, you know, like the kind of the band that got out kind of thing? Pretty much. Yeah, I would say that. Um, the fans out there are very, very loyal, man. And they're just, they 
support us so much. Like every time we go up there, it's always a great show, but they definitely are um, loyal to us and they treat us really, really well up there. So, yeah, you've got a monster tour coming up too, man. That that Devil Driver tour, I think, is going to be pretty awesome. Uh, when I when I saw that announced, I was like, you know, I felt great for you guys. Uh, you know, getting a getting an awesome tour like that. Uh, Devil Driver was here just a few months ago and uh, completely destroyed the place. So I know when they come back through with you guys, it's going to be an awesome time. Oh, that'll be fun, man. Yeah, I'm I'm really pumped about this tour. It is going to be a rocker for sure. It'll be a hot one, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> Yeah, it should be the uh, the Talk To Me tour because I've had Dez and Mike from Devil Driver, you and Brock from 36 Crazy Fist, and then uh, one of the dudes in Cane Hill, I saw a photo of those guys, and he was wearing a Primer 55 shirt. So, I, you know, it's the Talk To Me <laughs> tour. awesome. <laughs> Seriously. We'll, re- we'll rename it. Yeah, get on that. <laughs> <laughs> How did you find that uh, Find that tour was coming through, and then are you guys, uh, do you guys have stuff planned, you know, through 2018, or is it still kind of... Uh, you know, flying by the seat of your pants at this point? Uh, I know there's a lot of stuff in the works. As far as details go, I don't know anything really because I fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, man, uh, we got the devil driver thing. And then um, there's definitely stuff coming up. There's just been nothing like 100% confirmed yet. But we're, uh, we're definitely going to be busy through 2018 and hopefully after that too because – we got a lot of cool shit coming our way right now. So <laughs> let's uh, let's get into some puck hockey stuff, man. I, I uh, you know I've been spon- been sponsored by them um, for a while now, and like the one constant band, you know, that's that was almost one of their flagship bands was you guys. Uh, they you know have since then you know done Snoop Dogg and Head PE and and uh, you know all the David Ellison stuff, man. It's uh, it's crazy to watch those guys kind of grow into the company they've become. Yeah, seriously, man. It's wild because uh, we were the first band that they started doing that with, you know, and that was like when we were on the End This Moment tour is when we first met them and got our package for the first time and shit. So that was like two years ago almost and well, over two years ago, I guess, right around now. But yeah, since then, it's absolutely insane. I'm stoked for them, man. They're like really doing, they're, they're doing it and it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. They my first uh, like kind of care package I ever got from them was pretty much full of thirty six crazy fist shirts. So like basically, if you were to look at my wardrobe, it looks like I'm a thirty six crazy fist super fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure they got a lot of those. That's good stuff, man. I mean, I, I you know, it's I've, I always uh, I guess I see that you, you know when you post stuff on Instagram and things like that, you're always kind of kind of rocking a thirty six crazy fist flannel and all kinds of stuff. So you know what's cool about what they do is it's not just you know your average metal shirts. You know they do the parody shirts, they do the the jerseys, and they do the hoodies and everything else, man. It's 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 been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's rad, man. Um, yeah, it's it's just I'm, everything they've done like with the just the graphics and how they have like can kind of tell that they're going for like an individual like style with each like artist you know like i mean they got like the long beach one for soup and the laker colors and the king's colors and shit and it's just like cool that they're like um doing it where like the artist is being represented through the clothing like with like what they're involved in and what they're about you know like with us and the flyers obviously and you know shit like that so yeah it's a 
Absolutely, man. Well, I've got some. Uh, I had some fan questions. I uh, I put it out to the uh, Thirty Six Crazy Fist fans for some fan questions. But before I get into that, I actually wanted to talk a little family because I know you're a huge family man when it comes to uh, to, you know, to your nephew and stuff, man. How's how's he doing? Oh, man, he's awesome. He's getting uh, huge, and he's talking a lot more than he was. Like, I mean, he was talking before we went to Alaska, but I came home and he's like like actually talking to me, like making sentences and like he says, please and thank you and excuse me. And he's just like the raddest little kid. I don't know. It's that's the hardest thing to leave now that he's been born for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Back in the touring days, you know, when mine, mine were much, much younger, that was probably the hardest thing to leave too. And, uh, you know, judging by your, your, just even your online presence. I mean, you can tell like you're a, you're a proud uncle of that little guy. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, he's like the best thing that's ever happened to my family for sure. Let me uh, but pull up these fan questions real quick. Fan questions from the uh, from the loyalty all things thirty six crazy fists Facebook page. Oh, is that uh, Carl's page or something, right? Yeah, Carl. He's a uh, he actually he, yeah he Carl Haystacks Smith. He uh, he actually that's posted a couple of questions. So, um. Oh, Brian Cuddy's asked, I heard there were two other covers recorded besides We Die Young. Can you tell us what they were? I don't know if I can tell you what they were because they're not done yet. <laughs> but there are two other ones that are pretty funny and cool. But I can't, I can't, I don't know if I can say anything. <laughs> All right. <laughs> there'll be, there'll be, uh, there'll be news on it soon, I'm sure. How, how many, how many tracks are roughly going to be on the, oh, well, I guess you know how many tracks, how many tracks on the new album? There's twelve. All right, and then you've got some. Were there were there extras left over, or did you guys just pretty much write and record twelve songs? Uh, we had some other ideas floating around and stuff, but we just went with the solid twelve that we were like really, really like digging into. Was uh was Steve from Skin Lab around when you guys recorded? I know that he kind of kept posting stuff like you know uh, rooting guys on, but I can't. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, he actually uh, the boys had a show. Skin Lab boys had a show in Portland. So they came up and uh, they actually did uh, like a two song demo. They demoed two songs at Steve's house the day before their show. So that's like just some rough stuff that they have been working on lately. I don't know what kind of news they're putting out or anything, but they, uh, yeah, they were doing a little something with him. So yeah, they were there for a second. Yeah, it's so good to see the Skin Lab guys kind of back and doing stuff. It's you know, uh, oh, totally, I love those. That was a uh, yeah, it was really cool too because like, um, oh, sorry, sorry. Um, they have like the the original guitar player was back with them when they were up through Portland, so we finally got to meet him. He was fucking awesome, and uh, you know, just Paulie, he's in that case, and then Steve's <laughs> just a big sweetheart. So I love those dudes, man. It was good to see all of them. Did you ever get to meet Glenny? I don't know if you ever got to meet him. Uh, he was a Skin Lab guitar player there have- for a minute. I haven't. Oh, okay. He's in, talk about a character, and he has one of those laughs that you could uh, hear from, uh, you know, a mile away and know he was coming. <laughs> All right, let's go on to uh, Carl Haystack-Smith, the guy who runs the 36, 36 Crazy Fist website, uh, Facebook page. Jesus, can't even talk tonight. Apart from when they, this is worded funny, apart from when they are coming to the UK and Europe next, I'd ask what made him to start to follow the Philadelphia Flyers. As a UK 36 Crazy Fist fan, I'm also a Flyers fan. So what made you start following the Philadelphia Flyers? 
honestly, what made me start following them was just getting into 36. Like, I mean, I didn't really watch hockey, to be honest with you, or anything like that before I started hanging out with these guys. So uh, the Flyers was, you know, Holt and one of Holt's best friends team, and I was hanging out with them all the time. And my favorite color combination is black and orange. So I was like, hey, I'm a Flyers fan now. <laughs> And then Carl. Remember how we were talking? How I picked the fucking teams by the how cool their jerseys are last time. <laughs> yeah, you were picking uh, you picking by their mascots and things like that too. Um, yeah. Carl also asks, um, ask him how your hands are. They looked pretty sore. Yeah, you've you've posted some crazy photos of your hands. So I mean, how are your hands doing? Uh, as far as like the blisters and all the tour photos from like the Kraken and stuff those are fine right now but i'm sure in a week and a half i'll have some nasty good pictures for you guys um as far as everything else they're doing all right man i'm just trying to learn some new stretching exercises and like some hand building like strength building techniques because i do have something going on in there i just don't know what yet because i haven't seen a doctor so <laughs> but they're good they're solid i'm gonna still do my thing and then uh, the last one from the, the fan page is from uh, Thomas Daniel Noonan. It says, uh, I want to ask why he doesn't support the New York Rangers. Is it fear of the downpour from the rest of the haters in the band? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually... Uh, well, you know what? I think it's just because the Rangers are fucking lame, Thomas. <laughs> Oh man, that's so good. Yeah, my uh, my team is Nashville. Obviously, the Nashville Predators, and uh, man, we made a nice run at the Cup this year. But uh, I guess it was just not meant to be. Yeah, that was a that was a hell of a series, man. It was a little weird. Let's see, I have to give it up to you, What's man. What's wrong I- in your life? This podcast, man. Let's fucking just like talk. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Life's been good, man. Just hanging out and uh, added a uh, added a second co-host to the show, but he's doing something tonight. Couldn't be on, so uh, so I'm flying solo for 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 once again. You know, I guess uh, in the last few months, all that fun stuff. Cool. And we will be seeing you on tour, right? Yeah, it looks like you're here uh, nine seven September seventh. So you'll be coming through Louisville. You'll be playing a strip club. So that's always fun. Are they dancing while we play? Uh, no, but it's like um, it's like if you walk, it's like a car. It's like a, um, I think so. I think uh, they had a some sort of rapper in there not too long ago, and they were posting videos of. I guess he had a couple of the ladies up on stage with them, but they. Uh, it's kind of a club where you walk. It's like a complex kind of thing. You walk in and you turn to the right. It's the rock club. You turn to the left. It's the uh, the strip club. So, and you always kind of forget that they're there until. They just they do they do tend to walk through the crowd, and uh, and you'll just uh, you'll just kind of see them walk through, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm at a strip club. Hmm. Okay, September seventh, Louisville. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, it's always funny. Mark uh, that one down. You know, it, it's always funny. Like bands like a uh, bands like Zayo were there not too long ago, and it's still kind of happened at a Zayo show. And I never thought in the '90s I'd ever see something like that. Uh, you know, <laughs> at some point in my life. That's so weird. I was just talking to my buddy at dinner last night uh, about Zayo, and I hadn't heard about them in years. Yeah, I guess they've been doing kind of like, uh, you know, regional touring, things like that, and, uh, you know, doing fly-out dates, and, you know, they're kind of popping back up a little bit here and there. Cool. I think they, they I believe they got a, dr- like, the drummer they have now is kind of a little bit more um, 
business minded. So uh, I think he's kind of taken over the band in like the business sense of the band, and uh, kind of turned mm-hmm. it into kind of turned it into like a little bit of a a little bit of an entity, you know, going out and doing uh, profitable things rather than just you know slugging it away like they probably did in the nineties. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Who knows is right. And uh, yeah, other than that, man, just been uh, been hanging out. What's the weather like? Uh, the weather um, it just went from score like a surface of the earth down to like decent fall weather so that's where i was kind of talking about the voice being scratchy and the allergies kind of kicking in because the weather has changed a little bit but uh but yeah man the weather's weather's nice how about up there it is hot and muggy and then like vancouver bc is on fire or was on fire i don't know but it's like just smokier than hell in portland and washington right now it's fucking like foggy it almost looks like <clears throat> it's just all smoke coming out from Vancouver. Like actual on fire? That's what I heard. They had like forest fires up there or some shit, and it was really bad or something. I was in Alaska when the fires were gone, but the smoke finally got down here. It's like still here, and it's just hazy everywhere, so it's just muggy and sticky and fucking gross. <laughs> so what's it like to actually go to Alaska for, for like an extended period of time, being someone that didn't grow up there? I mean, is, is it... Uh, you know, at dark all the time or whatever they say up there? In the summer, it's not. In the summer, it's, you get, I'm like, I don't know, it's dark for maybe like five hours at night, you know? Um, In the summer, man, I I love going to Alaska anytime just because I was just so welcomed up there when I started going up there that I just feel really at home up there with all my friends that I've made and just the boys and everything like that. So I love it all the time. But the summertime, when we go up to fish camp, like where me and Holt were for a month, like that's that's fucking heaven to me. Me and Holt, like, missed our flight on the way home, you know, had to rebook tickets to get home later because we just, like, couldn't make it to the airport. Having too much fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's awesome up there, man. The uh, You're talking about Holt and stuff. The I had a website reach out to me and ask me to, to write down, like, the five – uh, but you know, like bucket list bands that I'd want to see live. And I, I had almost written it out to where 36 crazy fists were on there. And then I, it hit me. I was like, I saw them twice in 2004 or three. I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, they were, they were, cause they were a part of the 18 visions, 36 crazy fists from autumn to ashes and kill switch engage tour. Man, they were good. Yeah. I've, I've actually heard about that. Was that like snow capped? Was Snowcap coming out around then or something? I think so. Yeah, that would have been about that time. And I remember it was kind of in the middle of, um, it was kind of in the middle of all the, the, the you know, that kind of, whatever they called it, the new wave of American heavy metal and metalcore was kind of starting up. And, and bands like Pantera yeah. were kind of kind of frowned upon. But I remember, you know, the guitar player was wearing a Pantera shirt. And I was like, I relate to that guy. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. That was my yeah. That was my thirty six crazy fist uh, story. Actually, and I did have another one. I thought about my buddy uh, Eli moved out to Portland in the late nineties, early two thousands, right about two thousand. And uh, he was he. We always talked about um, if you're in a band, look like you're in a band, look like you're together. And he always would talk, tell me about this band he had met out there called Thirty Six Crazy Fists because I guess he went to a bar one night, like a maybe a like a pool hall or bar or pub or something, and. 
he said all the guys in 36 were like standing around each other and you could just tell they were, it was one of those like, you know, you could tell they were in a band. So he like, he like went up and introduced himself and asked him what band they were in. And they were like, Oh, we're 36 crazy fists. We're from Alaska or something. Yeah. And, and that's, that's how I heard about them. I don't even know if they were signed yet, but I remember hearing about them and he's like, man, they were all wearing like hoodies. You could just tell they were a band and, and <laughs> you know, like just, uh, so yeah, that that's was that's, awesome. Yeah, that, that, I always think about that when I think of uh, 36 Crazy Fists. That's funny, man, because we're still, like, exactly like that today. <laughs> well, you know, you have those, like, you have those long talks with guys in your band, you know, prior to being, you know, any kind of success, and you're trying to, well, you got to look like you're in a band, or you got to do this, and you got to do that. And, yeah, his, his examples always trickled back to uh, meeting 36 for the first time. That's funny, man. There's, it, the thing is, is it's not even something that we try for that they were trying for. It's just like a natural thing that they're just, we, we're just buds, you know? Yeah. And that's always good, man. It's always funny. It's always so funny to see pictures of you guys. Cause you know, you're, you're, you're so much younger and smaller than them. <laughs> so it always looks like, you know, like take your kid to work day. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty funny. Up at, like up at fish camp, dude. Um, Brock is like a small guy there. So, Oh Jesus. You can imagine that. So like, you know, they're I'm fucking tiny compared to these people and it's so funny, man, cuz they all just like basically like I'm fucking I just turned 30, you know, and like they all still treat me like I'm just like their little boy. Like everyone there just like takes a care of me and fucking makes sure I'm eating and they're like, "Have you eaten? You want me make you some food?" And it's like everyone just it's awesome, dude. It happens, it happens. Well, man, let's wrap this up on uh, on Death Eater and uh I think we kind of talked about it a little bit beforehand, but I mean, you know, just uh, just maybe a little bit. Do you do, are there meaning behind the words? Do you know anything about that? Are you are you a lyric guy? Do you want to know what Brock's talking about? Uh, I have no idea what he's talking <laughs> about half the time, man. The thing about Brock that I like is like his lyrics are pretty vague, so it you know it leaves the listener like the room to make their own interpretation of what he's saying. And if it relates to something that's going on in their life, that could not be what Brock was talking about. But if it hits a nerve, like you can just think it's about that. Or you could think it's about this, but that's what I've always loved about Brock's lyrics is you could totally like make up your own meaning with what he's saying. Cause they're like poetically vague in a weird way. I don't know. It's, it's funky, but yeah, I have no idea what the fuck he's talking about ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I did want to say, man, that the, the title lanterns, I love that as an album title. I don't know why, but it, as soon as I heard it, I was like, "Oh, that's just genius." Oh, that was uh, that was whole. A funny story about that is like we were trying to think of album names and our album titles, and like Brock kept sending us ideas, and we weren't really feeling any of them. And me and Holt weren't coming up with anything cool. And fucking, I come over to Holt's house early one morning. He's like, "Yo, I got an idea for the the. I think I named the album title." And I was like, "All right, let's hear it." And he's like. He said lanterns, but it sounded to me like he said lanterns. And I was like, yeah, I was like totally supportive. I'm like, yeah, cool, dude, lanterns. What is, but did you like make that word up? And he's like, what? No, lanterns. And I'm like, yeah, lanterns. What the fuck is a lantern, dude? And he's like, a lantern, like a light that you carry. I'm like, oh, lanterns. Ah, I got it. Yeah, I like it. It's badass. You thought he's being like Slayer with like repentless? <laughs> Just make it up words. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, cool, man. Well, the new album's out. Uh, let's see here. September 29th, Spine Farm Records. Album's called Lanterns, and this is Death Eater. Thanks for, uh, thanks for coming on, Kyle. 
Thanks. Thanks for having me, man. See you soon. 